Listen up. This is the human experience. First off, I'd like to acknowledge Black History Month, and we should celebrate all of our leaders, friends, and family that are around us and no longer with us. And I'd like to dedicate this first episode to my mother. Today's her birthday, and without you, Mom... I never would have imagined to do anything like this. Whenever you were around me, you were always my number one supporter. And I can't thank you enough for all you've done for me. So I love you, Mom, and I hope to see you soon. In this episode, I'll be explaining my human experience that I've had so far in this lifetime. Where to begin? My first memories don't occur until roughly the ages of three and four. At this time, my family and I lived in a trailer home. Life was not only simple, but it was also full of family-oriented activities. We fished in a nearby creek, had family holidays like Easter, and also birthdays because of the amount of land that was at our disposal. We didn't have much money to spare on materialistic items, or extravagant trips like middle or upper class families could. What we did have was each other and that was more than enough. Most wouldn't treasure memories if they got in a better position at an older age. But my passion for basketball started at this magical place. For that, it will always be a sacred place in my mind and heart. My family and I understood I had an immediate kinship with the beautiful game of basketball after I made my first basket. I can't remember the approximate time I started trying to shoot, but I remember it was near sunset. After many attempts of shooting, grandpa-style shot and my family became restless and pleaded with me to try another day. Now, grandpa shot, that's... Holding the ball above your head with both hands and tossing it from above your head. If you're not, you know, basketball savvy. But if you know me, then you know I can be very stubborn. And I've always been this way. And as you can imagine, I swiftly denied my family's invitation to go inside and try another day. My arms became wet noodles, but my determination drove me to attempt shooting grandma style, which is tossing a ball with both hands from your knees. I quickly understood the value of this shot right after I made my first ever basketball shot, which I'm proud to say that I did so doing the grandma shot. 
It was pitch black all around me, and the street lamp above my head covered about the area of a community pool. I looked up at the stars as they glistened and twinkled. My eyes scanned across our beautiful galaxy, and it felt as if the same stars were plotting my conviction, which resulted in my success. I've been chasing this feeling since. I can only describe this feeling as complete elation of a wonderful epiphany. As this feeling introduced itself to my stomach, it drove my legs into third gear because I never imagined such a simple task could give me a divine emotion. We had many memories at this sacred place, but we were forced to leave after a tornado ravaged our private iota of land. From then on, I understood life could change in an instant. Moving to the city wasn't much of an adjustment, and once I started my new education journey, I thought for a moment that this would be my new sacred place. This idea changed after a family member committed many unwanted sexual acts towards the younglings in our family and I. The acts weren't noticed by the adults until many years after they started. I won't go into details, but my sister and I were put into an abyss of horrors that seemed to go infinitely. What was an energetic kid that loved basketball and learning turned into an isolated soul trapped in an endless cycle of self-deprecation. I no longer was chasing that feeling of enlightenment. I went to basketball, trying to feel the emotions that I denied myself because of all the trauma. I stopped loving myself indefinitely. Basketball came an outlet, which I plugged my hatred and sorrow into. There's always a balance, and sometimes it takes a while for us to see it, but it's always there. I met lifelong friends through my basketball and education journeys. Having family that have your back and you theirs was always something I yearned for since the destruction of my family's unity started. I became obsessed with the feeling when I looked up at the stars as a kid and believed I could obtain it through my own means. Now, when I played street basketball with no audience besides other ball players, I was usually at my full strength, mentally and physically. If I was trying out for a team in a school or playing league ball, I was a complete shell of myself. I tirelessly pushed myself in every facet, thinking I would get an opportunity to become a professional in the arena of basketball and in this time I tried to become the best version of myself basketball wise and this was very pertinent to me throughout the years I picked up so much knowledge in many unexpected ways 
which was usually what I held on to closely than other things that I learned, you know, watching the pool of professionals that we see on the tube. I added tools slowly, but wisely, and only showed everything if I had been facing a respected adversary. After the trauma, education was at the bottom of the totem pole for me. I missed out in many life experiences because of my hunger for basketball knowledge. At a young age, before the trauma, I was fascinated with learning, which is why my mother put me in school a year early. For me, education was an endless means for satisfaction. I wanted to quench my thirst with the dew of the world knowledge. In the field of learning, the room for growth always seemed vast in every stage of life. Trauma stinted my willingness to grow education-wise. I dove into the idea that I could get knowledge with content that I consumed. Even before the trauma, I had an affinity for television and its storytellers. I lived vicariously through the experiences I saw on the glass cube and its extraordinary wonders and absorbed what I emotionally clung on to. My family knew all I needed to be occupied was a television, snacks, and a VHS tape. Uh, preferably Disney, though. After the trauma, I would venture off into content for usually, you know, adult viewers. And I did this thinking that, you know, it might help me in the near future. Music became another outlet. And in later episodes, I'll explain, you know, what music I listened to at different stages of life. But like the movies I watched, music helped me create a fantasy in my head. It wasn't healthy, but at the time, it seemed necessary. Everyone in my immediate family went to their own vices. I always believed our lives changed when I told my mother what was happening to my sister and I. I took that long walk, which I later conveyed as, you know, walking down a plank to our former self's death. As I described what little words an eight-year-old could, I watched as my mother's mind began to break into minuscule pieces, which my family tried for years to put back together as well as our own minds not knowing we were trying to do so with blindfolds. And uh, this was because we never worked on our own mental health. And just like how I was in front of new coaches or, you know, a new tryout for a team, we all became shells of ourselves. But uh, we always showed glimpses of what we were at my sacred place. 
My mother eventually completely went to her vices and left the family on multiple occasions. We all haven't seen her in years. After graduating high school, I tried but didn't make much of a dent in college. I tried filling that void with companionship. I often overextended myself for people I held close to my heart. Each relationship I entered, I always ended up either getting cheated on or the girl choosing another guy. And um, sometimes, you know, both, you know, with the unfaithfulness and, uh, you know, uh, the girl choosing another guy. Uh, And sometimes, you know, it ended up being a long breakup that was very gruesome. And uh, each of them, you know, in so many words would explain to people their control over me. And in the relationship that's currently about to end, would have been six years in March. But there are many red flags like unfaithfulness early in the relationship and also unfaithfulness within the marriage that we started two years and a couple months back. I pushed myself to believe the convincing lies that she would say and I wanted to hear. And I've had my share of issues as well in the relationships, but none of the issues were loyalty, respect, or loving unconditionally. I've been living with bipolar disorder since probably birth. I only recently found out this information and I've been blessed with the opportunity to build a foundation of mental health. I'm starting to understand that I may be capable of many extraordinary things and it feels as if the stars are applauding me again as I move in the direction the universe wants me to be in. Ever since I could remember I've been impatient. This has led me to many injuries and the first major injury I can remember was breaking my collarbones trying to swing to the stars Nothing seemed too dangerous for me growing up, physically wise, and swinging on a on the top pole of a mini swing set was a small feat to achieve for me. As I watched my feet go above my head and what little grip I had in my hands, the earth's grip on my body was much greater. I landed abruptly and... On this solo adventure, I knew something was wrong. My body felt different. My my mother later discovered what I had kept hidden, and she noticed as I wasn't able to put on a shirt as quickly as normal. But she described this injury on my upper body as uh, purple discoloration and full of swollenness you know throughout my upper body that's probably not a word um my mother my wonderful mother then yelled why i wouldn't tell her what happened earlier 
and why I didn't make a big fuss about it. She asked me this multiple, multiple times on our way to the hospital. And the doctor was dumbfounded and made a beeline straight to call Child Protective Services. They couldn't understand how it could be in that amount of pain and discomfort for that amount of time and my mother not knowing. This was the start of my injury-prone life. I've had many accidents resulting, you know, cutting my body open in multiple places, multiple bones breaking. I've had scars that I like to refer to as life tattoos. But through each injury, all I could think about was the next time that I could shoot hoops. Getting appendicitis was interesting because it resulted in me getting the courage to tell the adults to stop the trauma. As it was focused on my sister when I was in recovery, my abuser and I shared a room and a level of sorrow and guilt gave me the conviction to stop evil in its tracks. Before I remember, before that, I remember realizing how much an adult can help when my abuser wasn't around. When after surgery, when I took my appendix out, the nurse that was assisting me told me to call her by pressing the bottom or the button near the bed. That was attached to a remote, of course. I ignored this request, of course. It was very late when I decided to put in a new VHS tape. I assumed she was asleep because it was so late at night. I climbed up on a chair and pushed through the stiffness to put in a new VHS tape. I was only eight at the time, so I couldn't reach as high as I wanted to. But as I heard the satisfying noise of the VHS tape starting to run, I saw the nurse enter the doorway. She yelled as I tried to push through, again, the stiffness to get down quickly, which hurt immensely. She asked like my mother did before. And honestly, I didn't know I was supposed to say anything. I thought... Once injured, you carry on your own accord with your own body. I now know those were mistakes and I, bad ideas. So many, so many things could have gone wrong. But don't give me any grief, please. Because I've gotten enough and I've got more important things to get to. I hope whoever listens to this can make the hard decision of starting the journey on improving your mental health because we all go through hardships and we really shouldn't deal with everything ourselves. But if we just reach out to those stars that applaud us when we go in the direction it wants us to go into, we will get an inner peace that is beyond comprehension and words to describe. In further episodes, I'll be discussing people who are willing 
or that I know their own human experience. As you probably already assume so. Thank you for listening. And wherever you are, good morning, good evening, and good night. This has been an episode of Listen Up. This is the human experience.